This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com slash ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com slash ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal, but I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode number 29.
Hey, and welcome to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast. Uh, iFanboy.com is a site dedicated to comic books and all things comic book culture. Um, and every week we take a look at the comics that came out this on Wednesday, and one of us picks one, writes a review, and then we talk about it on the podcast as well as anything else that's on our mind. Uh, my name is Ron, and I'm here with Connor. Hello. And usually Josh is with us, but unfortunately he's on a little bit of a vacation, so he couldn't be on the podcast. And so, ironically, he's in New York City. Ironically, yes, but unable to get onto the Skype thing. So, so weird. What are you gonna do? Um, it was supposed to be his week this week, right? But because he, but because he's been in traveling, Connor took the duties, took the took the job. Um, it was a big week for comics, although none of us really got a lot of books at the same time, which is kind of an odd situation. But um, So, Connor, what did you pick? Well, I think everyone's surprised and shocked to see I didn't pick either of the two big books that came out this week, which we'll discuss later, but... Shocking. My pick was Teen Titans number 35. Gasp! Suck it! <laughs> um... Look, there was two, this was a big week for comics in terms of events. Um, one closed, one opened, and every, everyone was talking about it. But the pick of the week isn't about the most important or most talked about book. It's about the best thing you read that week, no matter what it is. And this week, the best thing I read was Teen Titans. Testify. Testify. Um, this is what, an, a one-year-later DC book, and it's really um, quietly one of the best ones, actually. It doesn't get a lot of talk. Um, people, Whenever people talk about it, they really like it and mention how much they love it, but... Um, it doesn't get a lot of the uh, headlines because, you know, it's the Teen Titans and they haven't gotten headlines since Marv Wolfman and George Perez did the book in the 80s. Um, basically, the story of the Teen Titans is that one year later, the team is still pretty screwy from Superboy having been killed in Infinite Crisis. The um, There's a couple of new members. One is uh, an ex-villain. Another one is the son of... Um, Blue Devil, and then the rest are, are um, shattered members of the team, Robin and Wonder Girl, especially because Robin was the best friend of Superboy, and Wonder Girl was his girlfriend, and there's, they're still sort of um, messed up over the de- over Superboy's death. So there's a lot of emotional intrigue along, along with all the superheroing, and um, Jeff Johns is the writer, and he does a really good job of... We like Jeff Johns. We like Jeff Johns. He does a really good job of emotional, teen emotional interplay and uh, interpersonal relationshiping. Um, so you get two levels. You get the good superhero stuff, which Jeff Johns does. He does that sort of... He does... Um, he, he showed in Justice Society when he wrote that, and um, uh, what other team books has he done? He did uh, Avengers for a while, a few issues of Avengers. He yeah, does, he was. He actually, I was thinking about that this morning. I was trying to remember what he did at Marvel, because I remember when he went exclusive to DC, I was really disappointed. Yeah. Uh, but I don't remember why, but I guess it was Avengers. Yeah, he does team team superhero books really good. That's T E A M and T E N. He does team superhero books really well. He also does the the whole old school new new school hybrid formula, which I think he he sort of owns, maybe with Kurt Busiek. But you know, you get these old swashbuckling style big superhero stories mixed with the modern um, way of very emotionally deep and um, psychological. So. He's really a perfect fit for this book, and he's doing a really good job. And every issue of this one year later storyline has been really good. Cool. Um, I know that we don't have a lot to discuss because you you don't read it. So yeah, no, I'm unfortunately. I mean, I used to. I I, start, I actually did pick up Teen Titans when John started the series, but then mm-hmm. I dropped it for some reason. Well, you might like this. Um, there's only been two issues, so if you wanted to go back and get it, it wouldn't be a hardship. But yeah. Uh, also, at the very end, the Doom Patrol shows up, and I know people like the Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. 
Well, there's, there's a whole tension between the Doom Patrol and Teen Titans because Changeling or Beast Boy or AKA the Green Dude, whoever you want to Gar, call him. or whatever his name Gar. is. Gar. Gar Logan. Um, he was a t- he's a perennial Teen Titan, but apparently in the in the course of Fifty Two, he went back to the Doom Patrol, which he was in also at one point. So oh, interesting. Cyborg is trying to get him to come back because he's like Cyborg's best friend. And... Yeah. So so really, I mean, what made this good was just kind of the way Johns just wrote the team interplay and just dealt with that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's some really strong emotional stuff between. Uh, you know, Robin is constantly trying to. Superboy is a clone right. of Superman, and he's and he's constantly trying to reclone him. Oh, he's trying to bring his best friend back to life, and it's really sad. Yeah. And um, Wonder Girl's an emotional wreck from you know her first love being dead. And um, meanwhile, they've got to fight like big goofy criminals. So right, tough being a teen superhero. <laughs> it is tough. So is there? I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, was it just the just the just the the drama of it all, or what, I mean, was there a good fight, or what? I mean, like, what, why? Um, why was this one so much better than Civil War, or Infinite Crisis? I mean, I guess that's what, where I'm kind of questioning. Well, first of all, there was no inherent problems in this. I like the other two books. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jeez. But uh, you say I'm a continuity nut. <laughs> well, if you're gonna go for it, might as well be do it right, right? Right. Yeah. No, I know. I agree. It's, it wasn't so much the fighting; it was it was more of the personal, the, the subplot personal yeah. stuff. Uh, although. You know, as as Johns will do, the subplot personal stuff bubbles up through the fighting. Right. So it's all tied together. It's just you really connect with these characters really yeah. quickly. Even though, I mean, I don't know this devil kid. But even... you you felt the connection. Yeah. yeah. So cool. Um, and uh, just some really clever writing. It's a really good book. Awesome. Doesn't get talked about. So that said, uh, we should probably address what was wrong with Infinite Crisis and Civil War, right? Not and not that we didn't enjoy them. I mean, no, I, no, they, yeah. were they were good. They were yeah, they were they were good. It just it didn't it didn't it wasn't your top pick. And I and I had posted when I was talking about Civil War. You know, I wouldn't. I don't think I would have picked Civil War number one as my pick as well because I usually find the the first issue of these event books are kind of setting the stage and nothing really you know mind blowing happens. Well, I think there was a couple of things. Number one. Um, I think everyone had really high expectations, and we were all guilty of yeah. of uh, as much as I, I like to to say it's bad to, to be a victim of your own expectations. Right. Um, but I, I, you know, I did it anyway. It's and it's hard not to with all the hype they were throwing at it. So that on the one hand, I, I think I expected more. Um, point two would be the whole the whole thing about you, you said about it's the first issue of so well, let's go Civil War first. Yeah, let's. It's the War. first the first issue, so you know it's it's more of a setup thing. Right. Um, the other point would be that somebody mentioned on, on ifanboy.com, which was, it, it seemed like we had, we had, we knew what was going to happen in this book. It's been talked about so much. It's been speculated. Um, nothing. Well, really yeah. I mean, the thing uh, is, is that yeah. I mean, the, the thing is, I I kind of take a little bit of umbrage with that because I knew. I I mean, like I I didn't read any spoilers or anything, but through the marketing and through the coverage, I kind I I had an idea of what was going to happen, and I right. and I can't say I was terribly surprised, but I'm always interested to see how it happens. Sure, sure. But yeah, I just, I just, yeah. All I mean is, basically, it's the setup issue. We knew that this, this yeah. bad thing was going to happen. It was going to kill a lot of kids in Stanford, Connecticut, and the superheroes were going to be... The government was going to come for the superheroes. We knew all that, and that was the first right. issue plot. And it's not the fault of the book. It's just the fault of we knew all that. So now, right. now going forward, it's going to be surprising. Right. Well, and before and, and before we get further into the story, I mean, I think everybody's in agreement that McNiven's art is great. Well, I was about to mention that cuz I'm fl- flipping through the book right now. It's it's yeah. not just great, it's fantastic in this book. Yeah. It's it's he's I mean, I I was kind of cool on him when he first 
came on the scene, and and the more he drew, especially when he took o- took over new t- new Avengers. Yep. I really started to enjoy it, but I think this issue he's taking it to another level. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't read any of his cross gen stuff, but I read him when he was on uh, Four, the Fantastic Four series that I, right. I I loved a couple of years ago, and I mean, it, and just the line work is so nice, and the detail, and just like it, just it's it's the art is really something to you know to be excited about. I think. So, yeah, I think it's cool. it's really really good. Um. And the other two points that I mentioned in my review, not, yeah, I did. I guess I did mention in my review was that there were two glaring um, problems, content, continuity problems for me that really uh, took me right out of the book. Okay. Uh, like, made me go, "What?" And and it just, you know, that takes you out of the story. Yep. One was that, um, well, there's a big there's a big event. Some superheroes are fighting, and a bunch of bunch of kids, six hundred and eight. 600 or so people die. A bunch Is of that kids. 800, 8 to 900, they said? Oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And then a bunch of, including a bunch of kids at a school. Um, so there's a funeral, a mass public funeral, and outside the funeral is Peter Parker with J. Jonah Jameson, and, he's, and Peter Parker's taking pictures like he's... Well, a, a mother of one of the kids atta- you know, yells at Tony Stark, and there's a right. whole big public argument, and, J- and Jameson's standing next to Parker, who's got his camera, and says, I hope you're getting all this, Parker. Right. And so that's f- a problem because... Well, because... Peter hasn't worked at the Daily Bugle for years. Yeah, uh, he's, he was a he's a teacher for a while, and then I suppose he could have been moonlighting, um, but I don't see how he would have time. But uh, but the, for the past few months, he's been working for Tony Stark for Stark uh, Enterprises. Enterprises. You think he'd have enough of a salary to not be taking pick? I mean, it just doesn't make sense from a story point of view. Well, now and and now I posted my th- thought about this, my theory, my justification, and I don't know if you agree with it or not, but I think it's. I think it's a case of Marvel th- got a lot of press with this, and they think that casual readers are going to pick this up. And with the movies and with just the history of Peter Parker, if you just grab somebody on the street and says, what does Peter Parker do? They said, oh, he's a photographer. Right. And so I think they're trying to play to that, less, more so and less to us. Well, then but, my, um, my point would be, why even do you need that panel at all, then? Yeah. Well, I think I think to to make people feel comfortable with what they remembered from the Marvel Universe. Um, I, think, I think they could have... Easily dealt with this by just in an issue of Amazing, just have him, you know. Oh well, I'm still taking pictures, you know, or something like that, you know. Right. But but no. So. That just that took me right out. Number one, I. Um, but number two was all the superheroes sort of gathered us to discuss this um, at the Baxter Building. At the Baxter Building, and there's a great panel of all of them in this big room. Um, having drinks. It's a little. It's like a weird little mixer. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of a mixer. Should be like yeah. a waiter with a uh, yeah. blanket walking around. <laughs> Crab cakes. And, but so they're all gathering in this in, in the Baxter Building to discuss this impending government intervention in their lives, and out of nowhere shows up Daredevil, who is either in the a, shadows, middle in the shadow, in the shadows. But he's either a in prison, or b this is the, the imposter Daredevil, and you wonder why the imposter would show his face amongst all these heroes. Well, well, now, well, hang on, now, now. I think well. I think first off is that it's definitely not Murdoch because the way he talked wasn't in Murdoch. Didn't sound like Murdoch. Um, so I definitely think it's whoever is is the quote unquote new Daredevil in Daredevil's book. And I think that we're like just about to find out who that is, or that's going to play into Civil War somehow or something. Whoever this new Daredevil is, and I don't think he's an imposter Daredevil. I think he knows that Murdoch's in prison and he's trying to fill the void in Hell's Kitchen type thing. You know, well, by definition, he'd be an imposter. Then. Right, yeah, but but what I don't understand is that they, like, he just says it and that ends the scene and nobody turns around and just be like, and who are you? Exactly. You know, or like, or but the thing is, they also they all respect their secret identities and all stuff like that. But um, well, well, that's that's right. That's true. But on the other hand, you know, yeah. he, Daredevil is a lot of their friends. So right, yeah, exactly. If somebody, yeah. If I was hanging out, and somebody walked in with a Ron mask on. And, <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, in the shadows, holding a quarter, making pithy statements. I'd be like, "Wait a second, what's the, the f- deal? Who the hell are you?" But then, but then, in, in the next couple of pages in the Shield Captain America clash, uh-huh. um, you know, the the head of Shield is asking Captain America if there'll be any you know opposition to the Registration Act, and he says, you know, mostly heroes that work close to the streets like Daredevil and Luke Cage. Like, how would Captain? You know, like uh, you know, like he's talking as if it's the, the old Daredevil, and I think exactly. that's. And I think that just might be either Miller not paying attention to what's going on, or a scheduling snafu, or I don't know what it is. So. It, it was the combination of those two. The scene yeah. and, kept, the, and Captain America casually dropping his name, which, which yeah. was, made me go, "All right, is this not even? Is continuity not, not even a thought at this point?" I mean, right, right. That's a so, good question. Um, my, in, I, I was fine with the with the Parker with this with the Spider Man photography thing because I understand where they're coming from. The Daredevil thing I thought was a little weird, but you know I'll 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 deal with it. You know to to see how everything else turns out. Right. One of my I, and I enjoyed the book and I thought it was good and I thought it was good to get you know kind of the 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 engine started on the event. Um, my only problem was the Captain America Shield conflict just seemed to happen way too quickly. You know, like all, all, yeah. All of a sudden, he's having a disagreement with the Shield woman, and then all of a sudden, all the troops are around him. You know, and it and it escalates into this kind of like conflict, and then causing you know Captain America to go underground or whatever, and like to cause the fight. I just felt as if it was a little contrived. I know they they only have twenty two pages to do this stuff in, Mm -hmm. but I just felt it was just a little bit forced. Um, Well, all all I would say would be that you know, from from months leading up to this in New Avengers, they've showed the tension between the Avengers and Shield. Yeah, yeah, and I think the the seeds are the seeds of them not liking Captain America are already planted. Now I do have to say his escape and his um not escape but his you know him getting out mm-hmm. um was fairly kick ass. Yes, it was. <laughs> so um and I like he, this, yeah and surfing on the plane was was fun and all that yeah so I like I mean he's my favorite Marvel character so that was pretty cool yeah um I mean I, I really think this is gonna be a good series. Yeah, no, I do. This too. is a good. This is a good kickoff. I really think uh, at some point you're going to see Civil War pop up in the pick of the week, if not a few times. But it's just that this first issue was the setup, and it wasn't yeah. like, blow your mind, you know, good. Yeah. Although so the, now, ending, the ending, the last scene was good. So now moving on from Civil War, Infinite Crisis ended. Tony Stark is a bootlicker. Um, um, and I, I mean, I guess we'll you know we'll we'll reverse it. I'll I'll tell you what I thought of this. Sure, Infinite Crisis. I I just thought it was you know maybe just because I'm tired and because it was late and it was just so drawn out. But I was just kind of indifferent. I was like, eh, all right, fine. It's wrapping up. They're fighting. They're winning. Yay. Um, not nothing really blew me away. I mean, we saw what happened with the Flash with Bart coming back in the costume and mm-hmm. pointing out that Jay is the only person with the powers now. And we saw the Joker and you know and this and what happened to Superboy and the Green Lanterns and blah 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 blah. And and I thought the end was you know it was like a nice way to end. But I I really the more I thought about it, I really think it's unfortunate that they weren't able to get this done before one year later started. Yeah, because, so the, yeah. I, I don't see any reason why except for the fact it was super dense. Yeah. Um, in terms of writing and art, that they couldn't get, a, they couldn't figure, fix it in time. Yeah. Um, it just, it just seemed like, I think I had the same reaction you did. It was like, it was so tiring to read. You know, there's, there was so much there. By the time it was over, I was just like, okay, finally, it's over. Yeah. Um, and and nothing. And again, but like, were you surprised by anything that happened? Mm, no, I mean, I, I should point out within the, within the book there was some pretty cool scenes. Yeah. Um, Together, yeah, overall, I mean, um, I th- I really like the Joker scene, just because yeah. I like the Joker and I like the fact that when people forget about uh, him. He goes, he gets mad and jealous. Yeah, and he shoots people. Um, 
And I liked I liked the very end because I liked the idea of setting up Superboy Prime as this major DC villain. Yeah. And I and I thought it was hardcore that he carved an S into his chest. Yeah. Um, they did it really well upside down, by the way. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you think that would be reversed or whatever it was. Yeah. So. Um, but just overall, this this whole series was. Um, I they were, I know I know they're trying to emulate Crisis and Infinite Earths, which was very dense in of itself, but it was dense in a way that you could you didn't get like it didn't take you a lot of your brain power to, to sift through. Right. And even me as a DC guy, it's just like. It was tiring to read every every month. Yeah, it was it was very tiring. Um, I thought the the end, the little epilogue with Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman kind of walking on the dock before Batman gets on the boat with Nightwing and Robin was very reminded me a lot of Kingdom Come. The it end, did, the, yeah. That epilogue of Kingdom Come that was in the trade, and I'm just even now looking at I'm laughing at. Uh, you'd think that I mean I don't know Black Turtleneck Blazer Bruce, <laughs> come on. Yeah, a um, little dorky. The, 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 then there's the, the, the fairly cool two-page spread of all the heroes. Yeah. Um, my only problem with that, of course, now I'm going to nitpick some more because yep. this is my week to nitpick, is um, these are basically... It's showing Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman are basically leaving the, D, the DC Universe to, these, to everybody else. They're going to take a year off. Yeah. Um, let's just We'll just put that aside because you can discuss the merits of that all the whole podcast. But... Uh, so this is basically supposed to be showing everybody who's going to be protecting the DCU while they're gone. Right. And it includes Nightwing and Robin who are leaving with Batman for the year. Right, yeah, yeah, who are, who are, who are going to work with them. Yeah. And and it shows the Flash in the Barry Wally costume, although maybe Jay wears that costume, or I don't know. Yeah. Well, then Jay's on the other page. Oh, yeah, he is, right. So who's the Flash then, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. So. Well, there is the, 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 the book, the Flash, oh, book in Ju- the, the Flash book in June is going to have... You know somebody in that costume. So right, yeah. Who, who it is will be. Is that the, is the is in the middle of the page on the right side? Is that the Martian Manhunter's new costume? And new head apparently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, funny, funny. But I could. But this is the kind of page that's supposed to inspire you to go to lead right into one year later. I think and, it's so psychologically to inspire you to buy all these people's books. Right, exactly, because you want to see what's going to happen with all these people. And Montoya is not even in any of these. Just right there, in the bottom left right hand. Somebody's in Batgirl costume. It looks. Oh, Montoya's going to be, like, a hero? Yeah, apparently she's going to be the new Batwoman. Oh, I thought that she was just going to be, like, a cop still. No. You see, I don't know nothing. And why is there an OMAC? That's a good question. And why is Lobo there? Yeah. I mean, it's not the 90s anymore. No one cares about <laughs> Why is Lobo anymore? there? That's funny. Yeah, but it, it's nice to have closure. It's nice to have this... Fine. I, feel, I feel like kind of, you know, I can I can exhale. Like, we, we've... One, we've... More th- one more thing. What's the deal with Captain Marvel in the upper right-hand corner? Hang on, let me look. Does he have long hair? He's got like a hood on. That's weird. He's wearing a white suit. Oh, wait a minute. No, but that's not Captain Marvel. Is no? that Captain Marvel? Who's the Who's the one in red above him? It looks like Captain Marvel Jr. Oh, weird. Mary Marvel's hot. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, that's so weird. Yeah, he's all in white and that hood and the, his eyes. Yeah. And is the boomerang guy, is he a good guy now? Yes, he's on The Outsiders. Oh, interesting. And the guy, the girl next to him is the one in Teen Titans who's the, the daughter of Deathstroke. Oh, right, right. Is she a good guy now? Yeah, she's the one that threw herself around. Your DC universe is so wacky. Yeah, like uh, Emma on X-Men isn't the same thing. Uh, she's evil. She's always been evil. I'm, I, she, ne- she never fooled me. Okay. Well, I just think it, it, it was a solid series, but it just, you know. Yeah. Are you glad it's over? I, I am only because I want to move on to 52 and I want to move, you know, get yeah. the next step. Right. Um, and and you, you're right, it was unfortunate they couldn't get this done in time, because really there, was, there seemed to be no reason why they couldn't. Yeah. Other than the fact there's a lot to draw. 
So other than the, those three books, it was pretty pretty a pretty dry week. I had five other books. Yeah, I had four other books. So and none none of them worth talking really about. I mean, Marvel Team Up, X Men: The End, and Silver Surfer, and Ultimate Spider Man was all right. That 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 Deadpool arc yeah. ended. Um, he had a grisly face when they wrote this. Yeah, book. Well, yeah, he did. Um, I'm sorry, X Men: The What? The <laughs> X Men: The End, Book Three, Men and X Men. I, I never get tired of it. <laughs> Which I thought was the last issue, but apparently it's not. Uh, like it's just like the series will never end. But um, but yeah, so. Uh, but yeah, none of them. None of them were like I, I was. Like I posted on the site saying that you know, I, I probably would have ended up picking Civil War only for the fact that no other book really was you know blew me right. away. So, yeah. well, there was a couple of of things to mention for me. One was um, Fury, the Peacemaker, which uh, if you are a fan at all of Garth Ennis's war stories, he did a whole series of miniseries on World War Two. Um, then you would really like this. It's basically. Another World War II story, just just starring uh, Nick Fury, and uh, cool. it's really they're really well done, and it's very realistic and grisly, and uh, that's good. I just real I just realized that with Josh not here, when you're talking, I can't trail off and do something else because <laughs> no one else will respond. So it'll be really awkward if like you're just talking, and then I'm just like quiet. So I, I I actually have to listen. So that's what I've learned in this podcast. So well, that's good. You can, balance, you can balance your checkbook another time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, another thing was Action Comics was was actually pretty good. Um, I talked to Josh yesterday, and he he concurred with me. He he liked it. Um, yep. Basically, it was a whole issue of just Clark Kent. Like he, he was out, he was out reporting on stuff, and there's supervillains, and he, it was all it all he had to deal with it all by himself as Clark Kent, and it was really oh, it was it was an interesting exercise. Yeah. Um, although I will be happy. Well, there is an indication at the end that he's getting his powers back rather quickly. But. Well, of course, yeah. Um, Detective Comics was what, one year later. That was really good. Um, yeah, that's the good side of. Not that Batman's bad. It's just this is the stronger side of the two. Right. And um, it's continuing this tradition of reintroducing the backup story. Yeah. That, that also ties into the main story, and that was good too. Um, and the Outsiders was all right. I only cool. really buy. I only really buy because Nightwing's in it. And it's actually—I'd like to have one comic that's good that's got Nightwing in it. So yeah. Um, oh, Nightwing. I, I do have to say though. I mean, I do enjoy the light week. I do enjoy when I can get my books read in, in under an hour and and get quality out of it, even with Civil War and Infinite Crisis. So. Well, I enjoy the light week when, well, with a double-edged sword, when it's your pick of the week. Because yeah, exactly, because it's it's slimmer pickings. You want so. a, you want a light week because you don't want to be up until midnight reading your books, and then having to go and write the review. On the other right. hand, if you only have four books and they're all pretty bad, then you're screwed. Yeah. Although you'd think that with with only buying a couple of books, um, you would have been able to get it done on Wednesday. But yeah. you you would think that. But, uh, <laughs> if you had the week I had, you wouldn't have. Uh, <laughs> you would have you would have thought otherwise. Uh, Two thousand six rolls <laughs> on. Anyway, so um, so other big news in the comic book world was the Superman Returns trailer came out on um, Tuesday. Tuesday. It's uh, garnered a lot of interesting. Um, Interesting response. It's been pretty wide variety of responses. I think I, I think it's interesting because I think that from from we posted on the site and there was a lot of discussion and I think that it all depends on kind of what your expectations are. Again, it's, for, your, it's, your, it's your own expectations. Yeah, for a trailer, my expectation for a trailer is that I want to be excited to see the movie. Right. You know, and and I'm not going to judge the movie on the merits of the trailer. Um, and in that, in, given that criteria, I was like. You know, ready to go to the movie. Like I'm excited for it. You know, like it, it got me, it got me going. You right. know, um, 
And similar with same with the X Men Three trailer when it came out, it gave, gave me the little goosebumps, and I was all excited. It might just have to be with the fact that you know my favorite character is on screen, and you know it's exciting. But um, but only this 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 trailer definitely had some great moments. So only three more weeks for that one. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, I would. I think. I also think it depends on where you come from this from a Superman point of view. Right. I, you, you've seen constant people think I, Superman's stupid. That trailer was hokey. So if that's going to be your opinion, for, then you're going to go into with bias. Super, Superman is sort of inter- inherently hokey. And that's the point. Right. He's he's old fashioned. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's the classic superhero kind of like he's the template that everything's been been put, right. put up against. So. You're, never, you're never gonna see a you know a grim and gritty Superman. That's just not the, what the character right. is. So yeah, and if if you don't like that, then right. that's that's your thing. That's fine. If you don't like right. that, it's cool. But I like I liked it. I enjoyed it. I think I I'm really looking forward to it. I'm still apprehensive about some of the some of the things though. Yeah. Um, I give Brian Cre- Singer all the credit in the world. He's. I think it's going to look fantastic from the, from yeah. the shots on the screen. It's going to look great. But uh, some of the casting, I just don't get. What Lois? I think from the casting point of view, uh, I don't like Kate Bosworth as Lois. I mean, obviously, yeah. I haven't seen the movie, but everything I've seen of her, she doesn't seem. She doesn't possess the the, the graphic co- kidder quality. Yeah. yeah, she doesn't seem like a tough reporter. She doesn't seem like. Um, she'd have a kid. I mean, it's just like she doesn't. She just seems wrong. She just, right. you just you look at her. She doesn't seem like she's Lois. She right. doesn't come across in that sense. Um, whereas the 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 woman that plays her on the Smallville TV show comes across for Lois like she's got the tough, in your face qualities that Lois has. Yep. Kate Bosworth does not have. Um, and I just I just not sold on Brandon Ruth as Superman yet. I well, have, I have to see it. I mean, you I, will you will believe a man can fly. Well, that's certainly the case because if you from the trailer, I mean, this is the first time we've really seen Superman on, on screen now. I mean, he's flying, he's he's you know saving the day, and it looks you know good. So, I mean, not, nothing against the Christopher Reeve Richard Donner film. It's just that back then the technology wasn't available to make it look. Yeah, good I mean, like this that. this really looks like really good. And there's that one shot of him flying through the buildings from from the shot from below, and it's just like yep. it looks like somebody's flying through the buildings, and it's yeah, you know that's. That's really exciting. So I'm, I'm really excited for it. I think Kevin Spacey will do a good job. It's just, it's, you know, those are those are two of the three main leads, and if, if those are cast wrong, it's... well, I think Kevin Spacey is gonna is gonna is gonna carry a lot. I think he's gonna do great. Um, I think you know, and I think the jury's out on Routh and on um, Lois. You know, and you just gotta go to the movie and see. I mean, absolutely. And the, and the thing is that, like, are any of us not gonna go see the movie? Like, of no, course we're no, no, you know, no, no, so. No, no. so. And, um, I, and Singer, you know, he he for the most part in X Men, he nailed it casting wise. I mean, there's a few missteps, um, right? Of course, you know, every you know, just I'm just I'm apprehensive. I really want it to be good, and I'm yeah. just weary. Uh, it will be. I mean, you were apprehensive about Batman Begins too. You know, you were worried. You were. That's true. So, I, I but I'm excited. So. I'm excited for it. Yeah. And in other superhero movie news, um, uh, with X-Men 3 looming on the distance, uh, I guess the cast are starting to take the talk show circuit and clips are starting to creep up. Um, and there was actually a clip on the Tonight Show of uh, that supposedly had featured the fastball special and a Sentinel and stuff like that. I did not... I did not watch the clip because I did not want. I want to see that on the big screen, right. so we didn't post it for that reason. Um, wow, you know, they actually showed. I, I mean, I, I, did, I had the same reaction you did. I didn't want to. I don't want to see anything before it unless it's a trailer. Yeah, but I thought it was just in talking about it. I didn't. I didn't know they actually showed it. No, no. From what I heard, from what I've read, and what um, and from somebody emailed me about it. Um, um, it you know it it was a true fastball special and then there was a supposedly a sentinel head in in the, in the scene as well. Um, I, I have a feeling that it's it's 
I have a feeling the opening scene is the danger room scene, and that involves fighting a sentinel, and that's and so it's kind of a little kind of hokey in that regard because it's not kind of quote unquote real, right? But it'll still be freaking cool to watch. So you know, I agree with you. I, I'm yeah. pretty sure from what I've read that the opening is the danger yeah. room. Um, yeah, so. all those all those big war scenes in the trailer. I think yeah, the danger room. Yep. Um, like him, him lighting a cigar and on the fire, you know, on the, on the battlefield. Like I think right. he just seems too relaxed for that not to be fake, you know. So right. But um, but even though you know, I'm still excited for it. Finally, we get the danger room. Finally, we get a festival special, a little more Colossus. Even though he looked really weird in that still that we saw, but I've confidence <laughs> that they'll fix it. And so <sighs> that so, I'm looking forward to. So I'm three weeks away. And, you know, you yeah. and I will go see it opening night. And um... X Men's gonna be a good time. I think. I hope. So, I, like I said, I've, I mean, I'm a little, a little worried with Ratner, but I, 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 I have faith, you know. I don't think Avi would steer us wrong. So, <laughs> that crazy Avi. So, well, maybe. Anyway. <laughs> so, um, what do we got for listener mail this week? So yes, yeah, so we got a bunch of again, we got a bunch of listener mail, and and everybody, if we don't read your email on the podcast, don't get mad at us. We can only pick certain ones, you know. But um, but since this is a light week, and we've got some time. We we got three that we can talk about. Okay. Um, first is not really a question, but um, we heard from Chris Nelson, who was writing from the Netherlands, um, and he's been listening to our podcast for almost a year now. Which is Strange. curious because we've, we've we've only done it for about half a year, but <laughs> no, but I know what he means, um, and he really enjoys it. Um, while he's been in Europe, he'll he'll be getting out of the Navy soon, and he plans to read Watchmen on the eight-hour flight home. He'd just like to thank us for bringing a little bit of ho- of home to him each week. Um, I fanboy supports the troops, I guess. Right? <laughs> that's pretty amazing. That's yeah, that's 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 the kind of email that really makes this kind of worthwhile, and that's you know awesome that um, a that's you know somebody in the Navy in the Netherlands is. You know, feels at home with our podcast, and also that we got him to read The Watchmen. So, <laughs> we're glad we can help Chris in, yeah, exactly. in any small way we can. And get home soon. I believe home for him is Florida. So, hopefully, you're home okay. soon. So, all right. Our next uh, email comes from John Mayer, and I'm pretty the sure singer? it's not. I'm pretty sure it's not the John Mayer. Okay. But um, although it'd be cool if it was. Yeah, first off, he loves the podcast. It's like almost like how everybody has to start the email. They're like, okay, first off, I like I love the podcast. I keep expecting that the next sentence is going to slam us. Yeah, exactly. Well, this one kind of does. Okay. Um, he's been listening for a while now, and he downloaded a ton of our old episodes. While he enjoys the podcast thoroughly, there's one thing that's always kind of bugged, bugged him. We're definitely biased towards Marvel, parentheses Ron, yes, and DC, parentheses Connor, yes, which is fine, but the pick of the week is o- almost always completely chosen by who is doing the choosing that week. Well, that would be by Th- definition, yes. <laughs> this week, for example, I know Josh picked last week, so I can tell most likely it would be Marvel Civil War if Ron picks, or Infinite Crisis if, if it's Connor's week. You were wrong! <laughs> which brings me to my point. Why do, why, do one pick, why do one pick of the week? Why not all three of you pick one? I know that that would be a bit of work for you, having to write up a review each week on the site, but, but with three, you could lower the amount of detail you go into or abandon the mentioning of the other books that week since you'll be showcasing several. Just want to run that by you guys. By no means will I stop listening if you don't. Thank you. Uh, the podcast is just too damn, entertaining, too damn entertaining even if we don't pick a book that he reads that week. Overall, great job and keep it up. All right, well, this has a lot of things to, to, to address. <laughs> Right. Number one, I guess, you know, we already bucked his trend this week because you picked Teen Titans and you didn't go with the obvious choice, right? So, right. Well, although it was a DC book. Yeah. Number two, while I freely admit that I'm biased towards Marvel and you'll freely admit that you're biased towards DC, mm-hmm. and we've, we kind of talked about this with Daryl on the site, we don't buy purely on party lines. We actually oh. do buy a lot of books, yeah. So, um and you know, and if we go back into the archives, there have been times where I know I picked Captain Adam Armageddon, which is a DC Wildstorm book, a couple of we- a couple of months ago. 
you know, like it's it's not so much while who publishes the book kind of defines what we buy. We're not easily swayed when we actually pick it. We actually take this pick very seriously. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've picked Daredevil a lot. I've picked yep. um, um, Captain America. I mean, I've picked a lot of a lot of Marvel books, and you've picked you've picked certainly things that yep. you don't always pick a Marvel book. Right? Yeah. I mean, I pick I'll pick an indie book a lot. I'll pick you know, like hell, I picked you know, like a Dungeons and Dragons book once. You know, like so. <laughs> that was awful. That was an awful pick, but whatever. Um, but I mean, the, the, the most important thing is that it's it's the best it's our the best book of that week that we read, and yep. you know, Ron is inherently going to enjoy a Marvel book probably more than a DC book just right. from his connection to the characters and. And so now, because of that, we in the podcast we try to talk about the other books that came out because we just don't want to be limited to talking about one book. Right. So that that's kind of where we try to address it. Um, as to the idea as to why not all three of us write a pick, we barely get one pick up a week. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> let's hard, be honest. Let's, if you look at this week as an example, it's hard enough to get the one out on time. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, between our jobs and our wives and our friends and our you know TV schedules and stuff like that, I'm 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 pretty impressed that we get one out a week. So, <laughs> I would think you know, the, the when the joyous day comes where you know we could this is like some sort of career, <laughs> you know, yep. the, the, the fantasy land uh, yeah. scenario. Then yes, we could obviously you know we input would change, but for now, which you know, as our lives go, this is this is the best we can do. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, Unless you wanted a really inferior pick, would be like yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing is that like I wouldn't want to just give a paragraph as to why my you know have three paragraphs as to why we each picked the three books that we did. I just feel like that would be you know kind of not you know not delivering the quality that we're trying to give you guys. So X Men good. Yeah, Batman good. Daredevil love. But, Although there uh, was there was a time last summer when you and I. Um, did a joint pick of the week. We picked three books. Yeah, and there and there have been times where I couldn't decide, and I did like I picked two or three books in one in one pick. I mean, like right. we play with the format sometimes, but most of the time it's whatever book you know that kind of knocks us off our chair. That's what we want to write about. So and it's supposed to be the best book of the week, um, and it, it's just you know it's just the format we went with when we started the website five six years ago, and yeah. uh, it seems to work pretty well. Yeah, we'd love to talk about more books if we had the time. I mean, all of us would love to spend all of our you know, week writing and talking about comics. It's just that, and all of our money on buying comics. The reality of the situation is that we have um, yeah. jobs, and I'd like to sleep more than five, <laughs> sleep. more than five hours a night. Sleep is good. So anyway, uh, so thank you, John, though, for sticking with us and for you know the 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 single pick of a week, and we're glad that you'll stick with us, even though that we'll continue doing that. So, and our last email comes from Miguel, who's written in before. Um, he really enjoyed uh, some of the bashing on the Ithaca, com- Ithaca New York comics that we had done. <laughs> Miguel, um, goes, Miguel goes to Cornell University, which is located in Ithaca, New York, where, which is the same town that um, three of us went to college. And yeah. Occasionally have bashed the comic book store guy yeah. there because he was a he said he recently went in to ask about the new Marvel Eternal series by Neil Gaiman, and he got the biggest eye roll ever, followed by the biggest reluctant sigh ever. <laughs> <laughs> he says he's this close to tuning him in on our podcast so that he knows that he's not the only one out there who's hating on him. I would say, Miguel, please don't, just because I don't <laughs> want to deal with that. <laughs> um, anyway, he also wants to know that he's still loving the podcast, so that's good. <laughs> um, he picked up the Invincible hardcover, which I saw in Midtown Comics this week, and it just looks beautiful, and I want it, I want it, I want it. Yeah, all, um, those, all those hardcover omnibuses and um, what's the other Yeah, yeah absolute, and the, the absolute, the absolute ones from DC and, the, and just the hardcovers from... The, uh, for some reason, I'm really loving the hardcover and the oversized printing of a book like that. Um, the omnibus alias looks so good, and they just came out with an omnibus X-Men, which looks so beautiful. And so, yeah. Ron has the um, absolute Watchmen 
oversized hardcover, and I saw it at his house last week, and it was, it was, I was drooling, literally drooling. It's over pretty, it. it yeah. Was, those hardcovers are really, really nice. Yeah, so it really showcases the art really well. The oversized printing. Yeah. So anyway, um, so he picked up Invincible, and he's into Runaways, and he's having a good time, and he's he's um, loving the chemistry and the quips between us, which is nice. And he, that said, he thinks that. I am the favorite. Is his, is him and his girlfriend's favorite amongst the three of us, but being the resident X Men guy. Um, and his girlfriend thinks that Josh has the nice voice and Connor has the creepy one. What? And, and Miguel has to agree with that. What? <laughs> I don't think you have a creepy voice. What the fuck does that mean? There's been a lot of criticism on your voice. That, so I think someone ref- I think someone on the site referred to you as Fred Gwynn sounding like. <laughs> Which I thought was very funny, because I don't think anyone remembered Fred Gwynn after he died. I'm going to go swallow a bottle of pills. Oh, no, don't. It's okay. We love you. But And Miguel says, nothing but love for us. Keep up the good work. So um, Yeah, thanks, Miguel. I think now, though, I'm not keeping track of anything, but we've had several emails now pointing out that I am the star of the iFamily trio. <laughs> so I just want to point that out. Oh, is that, is that so. the case now? Yeah. <laughs> So if you want to email us, you can email us at contact at ifanboy.com, and um, we will either read your email on the podcast or we'll write back to you. We'll definitely get in touch with you. Um, so please you know, keep the emails coming. Let us know what you like, what you hate, what you are curious about. So I'll have you know that I've had many compliments on my voice over the course of my dating career from yes, you various have, yeah, women. Yeah, yeah. yeah, let's keep in mind that Connor has been much more successful in that arena than I have. So, <laughs> so nonetheless. Well, well, that wraps up another disaster. Well, wait, no, hang on, though. Oh, um, uh, we didn't we didn't talk about the Frapper map. I just, um, I'm just ready to go get my pills. That's what I'm trying to Yeah, I know. It's, hang in there, Connor. It's, it's, <laughs> Sorry. We love you. Um, we had a, map. a couple of new people added to the Frapper map. We had Julian from Scotland. We're, um, we're, we're like, huge in Scotland. And Ian from Scotland. We've got a lot of people from Scotland. Um, Matt from Charlotte, North Carolina. Louis, Louis, or Louise from Chicago. And Darren from Houghton, uh, Michigan. So, cool. We're up to Thanks. 145. On 145, yeah, or 147, depending on where you look. But that's Frapper's problem. Right. Um, so if you want to check out the Frapper map, go to Frapper, F-R-A-P-P-R dot com slash iFanboy and stick your pin in. Let us know where you're from. If you're from Scotland... You know, you guys are slowly becoming the you're you're rivaling the United States with the number of people in Scotland who like the podcast. So. No kidding. Yeah, represent. Yeah. Who would have thought that ever would happen? Yeah, who knew? So, um, so with that said, I think that wraps up a disaster podcast <laughs> without Josh. So now we're gonna get a ton of emails about like, well, you, Josh, where's Josh? We need Josh. Oh gosh. So, that's all. And that's all Josh needs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Josh does not need that to raise his ego anymore, guys. So. <laughs> So um, so anyway, so come to ifanboy.com, check out the site, let us know what you think, let us know what you read, and um, and we'll be building up the hype towards X-Men 3 over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm sure around X-Men 3 time and Superman Returns time, there's going to be a, a lot of discussion, so come to the site, talk about it, give us your thoughts. Yep. You can email us at contact at ifanboy.com um, if you, with, with questions or comments or more, more disparaging personal attacks. Uh, we accept all. Right. All right, well, I'm going to go call, call, call 911 to keep Connor from taking his own life. So <laughs> You can't stop me. You're in Connecticut. <laughs> right, but I can call, I can call the Brooklyn 911. All right. Uh, logistics. So, all right, everyone. Have a great, uh, have a great week, and uh, take it easy, I guess. Bye-bye.